Girl, you know Denise Richards is a housewife. She is? She is. And I got to tell you, I learned recently that on The Housewives, you're not allowed to look directly into the camera uh-huh. and you're not allowed to say bravo because that's the network that it's on. And so when Denise Richards wants them to stop filming because she doesn't like something, she looks at the camera and goes, bravo, 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 bravo. I mean, the amount, I know nothing about The Housewives. What I learned. Yeah. I just, I don't know what to do with this information. I have questions for you, for the housewives, for you, the listener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm curious about a great many things. Your housewife curious? No. <laughs> I'm not, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, you guys, we got to tell you right up front, we are doing a live show in Boston with Lance and Tim and Maggie at the iconic Wilbur Theater. We're doing it July 31st. It's our Maura Murray show. Remember when we did it in Brooklyn, how insane it was? I do remember. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. But the thing is, if you saw us in Brooklyn, it's going to be a different show. It's Completely. the same. We're covering the same thing with yeah. the same people, but I promise you it's going to be different. Tell them about live show Patrick. Live show Patrick is like, <laughs> she's a whole lot. But worth seeing. Yeah, true. Sometimes I pull people up on stage. That one time in Chicago, I pulled that guy up on stage and did a joke. I worked out a joke just on him. For me, you're a total pain in the ass. But for the audience... I'm sure they love it. Why don't you come and then tell us after? So we are also doing a live show in D.C. It is sold out. If you had tickets to the original engagement, the tickets are works. Everything is the same. It's the show that we're doing with Rabia and Susan covering uh, the case against Adnan Syed. Right. So set an alarm. Yes. So you don't forget. It's September 17th. And uh, there might be tickets available if people can't go. But if you have tickets and you can go, you do nothing except show up. This is the postponed date. We're making good. So anybody who had tickets, same thing. Capital turnaround. What's the date? September 17th. Okay, it's a great. Friday. <laughs> Set an alarm. Set I have alarm, 16 I know. for every live show date because I, I'm afraid I'm going to not, I'm going to miss them. And lastly, join us on the Patreon. Over 200 ad-free full bonus episodes to download a binge right this second. Yeah, go, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, girl. Look, this was... You know I'm going to ask you what we're talking about today, but I want everyone to know that when Jillian discovered this documentary, she's like, we are bumping everything and doing this next. Because every I was bombarded with the DMs, and they were like, you have to do it. And then I watched like the first five minutes, which yeah. is not anything like the rest of the documentary. That's really true, yeah. Um, but I was like, this is wild. Like, I'm learning so much. It's like watching them in their natural habitat. So it's called The Housewife and the Hustler. It's on Hulu. Um, again, I don't know anything about The Housewives, yeah. really. And I'm going to just tell you guys this like trailer coming up on thing is 14 minutes long so matt give us the best 60 seconds right it's just, it's like a whole lot we are back with the real housewife star accused with her husband of staging a fake divorce to hide money from the families of plane crash victims thomas girardi is accused of embezzlement a federal lawsuit says he took money from a settlement fund to maintain their wealthy public image it had all the elements hollywood la huge cases along with a real housewife it was like a movie tom girardi was la law a superstar legendary for winning millions of dollars in settlements tom is being accused by his own clients people that hired him that trusted him from stealing money that's the worst thing a lawyer can do he had private jets. He had a Pasadena mansion. He was spending 40000 a month on Erica in her glam squad. They were just blowing money left and right. Tons of money. He would make jokes like, well, nobody would be more expensive than Erica. And then out came her song, I'm expensive. 
Ching, it's expensive to be made. Big surprise. Whoa, 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 whoa. She said, I have two personalities. I'm Mrs. Girardi and I'm Erica Jane. It's built on, I am the third wife. I have the money, I spend the money. This man's gonna give me the money because I'm that fantastic and that's that. All right, you guys. So it opens with this lady walking. <laughs> <laughs> We see this lady walking towards this like fancy chair to sit down for her interview. And I said, are we supposed to know who this is? I did a lot of Googling here. So her name is Danielle Staub, I believe. Okay. She is hammered? <laughs> maybe. She's, maybe. She's wearing a pair of real fancy shoes. Which we get like a close up on them. Like, I get it. Um, but she didn't get the best vibe from this Erica Jane person who we're talking about. Erica Jane, I have seen on this show, and I also worked with her on Watch What Happens Live one, one or two times. Um, didn't get the best vibe from her, but I know a lot of fake people, and it turns out she's just one of them. So I didn't know who we were here to even talk about. I have heard the name Erica Jane before, and I just wrote, oh shit, she's here to talk shit about Erica Jane. Right, so Danielle Staub is from, according to Google, she's from the Jersey Housewives, uh-huh. and she, that, This Teresa, is your grandparents talking about the Housewives, you guys. We're like, well, according to the Google I machine. Like, well, I, you know what, I'm gonna wear that badge. I don't really know much about the Housewives. Ooh, ooh, come get me. Um... Yeah, she was the one, you know, Teresa, whatever. I She pronounces her own name wrong, this Teresa woman. Okay. She calls herself Teresa Judice, but it's Judice. That's how you say it, Italian. Like, for someone to pronounce her own last name wrong, uh-huh. I just, I have no idea. But she's the one, in the beginning of this podcast, when we were uh-huh. talking about flipping a table, like, yeah. is this table now down? That's yeah, yeah, super, yeah. super old TCO reference. Yeah. People were sending me a gif of Teresa yeah. Judice <laughs> flipping a table, calling someone a prostitution whore. She was talking to Danielle with the shoes. Who didn't get the best vibe from Erica Jane. And I'm yeah. like, Danielle's going to talk about vibes, I, huh? Also, that table flipping gift where that Teresa woman does it, it looks like a heavy table. Like she pounds the table and then flips it. Was table flipping a thing before that? I don't, I mean, yes. Was it? Okay. But I think like if someone says like, I'm so mad I'm going to flip a table and yeah. then this person did it. Can you believe I've never done it? No. Can you believe No, that? I can't. Um, so, so Erica Jane is a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Yes. Okay. And so now we get, I, I mean, I guess, didn't wasn't there like Camille Grammer? Is that a person? Camille Grammer, yeah. Kelsey Grammer's wife. And she was a housewife of Beverly Hills. Is she still? Sure. I don't know. Which I just, one I believe one... you. You could tell me that anyone was a housewife right now. And I'd be like, were they? Okay. Which one was Christmas Eve Jones on? Who? Christmas Eve Jones is Denise Richards from the Bond movie where she played an astrophysicist. What's wrong about you? Yeah. How so? Christmas only comes once a year. I'm assuming the ca- is there only is it only Beverly Hills in I, California? Or is I there guess. is that the only Real Housewives in California? No. Is this like- interesting or fun for anyone to listen <laughs> to? Know. For two people who just don't know anything about this to just guess, is that fun at all for anyone? Oh my God! I'm sure Do you think that me. people ever thought Camille and Kelsey Grammer were a lesbian couple? I'm sure. <laughs> 
You probably did <laughs> when you were like, what? Did. So now we get the 20 minute coming up on. I texted you. I was like, this coming up on is so long. It's its own documentary. Right. But what we're told is that basically this Erica Jane person yeah. is accused of faking a divorce to steal money right. from like plane crash victims. Right. Also, we learn about um, Erica Jane had a single called I'm Expensive. Okay. Wait a second. No. <laughs> it's expensive to be me. I love this song, by the way. I'm adding it to the rotation for the gym. It's the subtlety for me. You know what I'm saying? It's the nuance. <laughs> but um, I mean, like, the video looks really good. The song is catchy. You got to admit it. If I mean, whatever summer that came out, gay bar, Fire Island, you could feel the bass on the ferry when you were over there. Oh, Erica Jane on fucking loop. But it's actually, if you want to get technical about it, it's spelled XX. Pensive, and then the S in pensive is a dollar sign. <laughs> so once again, I say it's the subtlety, the nuance that really gets me. Uh, but you should YouTube it. It's a wild ride. It's, it's wild. Insane. So then I thought Erica Jane was sitting down to be interviewed for this documentary. No, no, no. It is an interview with Erica Jane, but it's like for the housewives. And I just went. No, it's like an ABC News interview. Oh, is that what yes. that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, is she wearing red, white, and blue suspenders on this July 4th weekend? <laughs> Because we're recording this yes. the Friday of July 4th yeah. weekend, not, you know. But she's wearing red, white, and blue suspenders. I don't understand the fashion, but that's not a choice I would have made. I didn't notice that. There was other... Okay, there's a lot going on. There's a there's, lot. There's a lot happening. This is officially still the previous, or the coming up on, right? Oh, is it still? Is it? I don't know. In this interview, it's like from 2017, she's yeah. basically quoting Laura Dern from Big Little Lies, I will not not be rich. <laughs> because she's like... Could you imagine living your life without this kind of wealth? Yeah, I could. I wouldn't want to, but I can. Sure. I could do it. Can I imagine yeah. not having $80 million? Sure. Will I actually live that life? Absolutely no. not. No. Because we've learned her husband is Tom Girardi. Yes. They describe him as a legal titan. Right. Which is why we have a shit ton of lawyers here explaining Tom Girardi yeah. is the guy who brought the Aaron Brockovich case against PG&E like, to the forefront of And society. he's the guy that's like the, the, the guy in the movie. Like that's No, it's not Albert Finney. No, no, it's no, no, not no. Albert Finney. No. Okay. Google said it wasn't. Okay. Was it Peter Coyote? Because that's who they show in the clip. I think it might have been. Peter Coyote is the E.T. bad guy, you guys. I love Peter Coyote. Oh, my God. I can't even talk about E.T. I, I was hysterical. <laughs> my parents, like, thought that they yes, traumatized the, me for life. The look on her face of actual fear, like I was going to make her talk when about it. When my e. mom talks about it, to this day, she's like, I, see, I thought you would like it. I thought you would like it. And I was hysterical. There's just a little insight. Yeah. A little, another piece of the puzzle just falls into place that I was hysterical during E.T. I just want to also say Peter Coyote was in a movie called Outrageous Fortune with Bette Midler and Shelley Long. Yes. It is fucking great. Also, Peter Coyote does like a lot of car commercials. There will be times oh, that yeah. like, I'll be watching TV and I'm like, who is that? Oh, that's Peter Coyote. Interesting. I know, I know what I'm YouTubing tonight. Um, so but wait, I just want to say one more thing that she says in this interview. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Erica Jane, if you lost all your money, like, how, why would you be sad? What would that look like? Small, er. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, less clothes. Um, you would hate it. I wouldn't. I. I. I don't look forward to that. No. no <laughs> you don't I have do to not. look forward to no, it. No, I, I would not look forward to something like that. No. I'd have less clothes, and I. I wouldn't have as many pools. And, and I thought she's not saying I'd have to give less money to charity. Right. Those are not the words that come out of her mouth. There are people who enjoy 
spending time with her virtually on television, which is bananas to me. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I am not, but I think that I could easily be one of those people. Who wa- <laughs> who's like a ho- like who loves the housewives? I think so. I mean, I don't have time to watch the housewives. I don't have time to watch anything. I mean, the Golden Girls are sacred. Like, well, I will make time for the Golden Girls. Do not I know. <laughs> act like the Golden Girls are anywhere close to what's happening in any episode I, of any housewife franchise. But, like, I don't understand people like this, but there is something. I don't know. I could see myself polishing off a bottle of Chardonnay on a flight watching 10 hours. Well, of- here, here's the thing. Before yeah. I learned what I learned in this, uh-huh. I could totally understand, like, it's mindless. It yeah. probably makes you feel a little better about yourself totally. because you're not so empty inside. <laughs> but I can understand where it's like, you could just have it on. Uh-huh. It's not like you're going to get lost in, in what right. the nuance or, you know, like, oh, like, what's happening? Like, so she's mad at that person for whatever fucking yeah. reason. She's getting plastic surgery. She's doing this. She's doing yeah. that. Yeah. But after I learned what I learned, I know I have a different lens of it now. Yeah, and so we meet Heather McDonald, who I love her from Chelsea lately. She's got that. She's got the Juicy Scoop podcast. Mm-hmm. I honestly was like, why is her podcast so popular all of a sudden? Oh, because she's in this documentary. Right. You right, know right, right. What I mean? Yeah. But Heather McDonald is here, and she's saying, and this has happened to me. She invited Erica Jane on her podcast. It made it very clear that it was audio only. Sure. Made it clear it was not being filmed, but she arrived with. The hair guy, a wardrobe person, and I think a makeup person. And I remember thinking that, wow, that's a $2,000 day to come do my audio-only podcast. That's a $2,000 day for audio only. And she's like, I couldn't have stressed it enough. <laughs> that I, when I used to make my interview podcast about Broadway, that would happen to me more often than not. People would be like, is there going to be cameras? And I'm like, no. And they would come with full hair and makeup. Every yeah. Time. Yeah. It's um, it's interesting to explain, like, it's not live. No. <laughs> and we'll take, like, one photo to put on Instagram that if you want me to, I'll filter. You right. know, I'm not going to I'm not gonna post a bad picture of anyone. No. Right. Don't exactly. worry about it. But it's just a selfie. Guys. Oh, my God. And th- we're just learning about Erica Jane. And it's like, she loves her body and her sensuality. And I'm like, great. Like, that's awesome. But then we get Danielle again with the shoes. And she's like, you know what? Even though she's like talking shit about Erica, she hated her bad vibe. Anything nice she says about Erica is a backhanded compliment. Such as? Yeah. (laughs) Exhibit A. She's like, and I liked that even though she really can't hold a tune, she sang. Even though she can't hold a tune, she was a singer. And I got to give her all the respect in the world for that because... What we learn is that, and also when I was slacking you and Steve about this, Steve was like, oh, do you mean like Erica Jane who played Roxy Hart on Broadway? Yes, yeah. And I was like, wait, what? I know, because you have to really sing to do that role. Well, the thing that Chicago, (laughs) I love Chicago, obviously, but Chicago, because Uh it's one of the longest running shows on Broadway, they are just, they do stunt casting all the time. I think Lisa Rinna's been in Chicago. Lisa Rinna, like Mel B from the Spice Girls. Totally. Who I totally saw. Um, But they, you know, Roxy and Velma are now. Now, they're not, you know, we're not talking about Anne Rankin here. Right, no, exactly. And B.B. Newworth. So Erica Jane was going to play Roxy Hart starting in, like, January of 2020, and then the pandemic happened. Oh, so it never happened. So she started in January and then had, like, six weeks on Broadway. Oh. And, like, so when Steve asked that, I was like, why isn't this a bigger part of the uh-huh, documentary? And uh-huh. it's because she did it for a, a month or whatever. Oh, my God. Anyway. So she married Tom Girardi, the famous fancy rich lawyer. The thing about him that we kind of skipped over is that he is super, super famous. Famous, yes. Not just in the legal world, but in the world. Yeah. For working for the little guy. We hear right. this a thousand times that yeah. he would go up against big corporations like Dow and, P, you know, the Aaron Brockovich case yeah, yeah, yeah. and really help 
The little people. Right. That's how he made his zillions of dollars. And he had, at one point, like $80 million. Yeah. I mean, we're going to learn that he like he was that rich because he wasn't giving the little guy their actual, their money. Like, right. he was keeping but it. But he's on, like, 2020 every week being like, yeah. all I want to do is help the little people. Right. And totally. I have so much money. Totally. Like, wait, how does that work, necessarily? Yeah. No, it doesn't, as we're going to find out. <laughs> So we get the Erica Jane backstory, which I was obsessed with. She's born in 1971. I bet she hates that we know that. In Georgia. <laughs> I know. <laughs> which I love Georgia. Of I just course. don't think Erica Jane does. <laughs> and she had like a single mom. The dad left when she was one. She always wanted to be in entertainment. She, at 18, she moved to New York City to get into entertainment and is immediately stripping in Jersey, mm-hmm. which is great if that's what you want to do. There, I have no judgment about that whatsoever. And apparently the place, again, we're with, back with Danielle with the shoes. I it's know. called Shakers in New Jersey. It's apparently yeah. super famous. And- but it's famous for being the club that is next to the club that's in The Sopranos. Right. It's not the club in The Sopranos. It's the one next door. And it's like... I wouldn't. I don't even think the Bada Bing is that special. No. <laughs> is that a club? The Bing. That's the club from The Sopranos. I never. I'm not, if you couldn't imagine, I'm not like a Sopranos guy. <laughs> like you're, I'm telling you're you, not even I, a housewife. No. Guy. When I hear the only my only HBO reference, you know, when they, you hear the static. Yeah. And then you like the boom. Can I guess what you hear? Yeah. Bum bum bada bum bum bum. Yeah, of course. It's the only thing I've ever watched on HBO is Sex in the City. Oh my god. I know. Well, the thing is, Erica Jane moves out to Beverly Hills, right. And she meets her now husband Tom Girardi but the thing about this story that's amazing is that like she gets a job as a waitress at some place and Tom was like one of her customers and she ends up marrying him and like becoming like a multi 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 millionaire that shit never happens I know and even the way they describe it they're like they got married very off the cuff at a country club as the story goes Tom Girardi asked the judge if the judge would officiate over a marriage ceremony with Erica They pulled an attorney from the bar as a witness. They got married on the spot, and there was no prenup. And there was no prenup. Yeah, they like there was a judge at the club. They pull a lawyer off the bar, probably at eleven forty-five a.m. to like marry them with no prenup. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, And the thing, it's like it's weird because Tom is one of those rich people who just has like no real concept of money. Uh Also because he's not that rich. Right. It's fake rich. Yeah. Because the thing about Tom, we learned that he has a law firm, and that like working for Tom was good. Like the pay was good, but the benefits were better. And so they're like, these benefits are ridiculous. (laughs) I mean. It really is bananas. They're like, it was like normal for his, the people who worked for him to stay at the Ritz Carlton. The Christmas party was at the Jonathan Club. I don't know what that is, but they got Leanne Rhymes for the Christmas party. And we hear her singing. <laughs> this feels like well he has all this money but really he's so famous and so well known that it's just more connections than him shelling out money for all this stuff but I mean then like he has an annual conference in Vegas and like the dinner at that thing was like the hottest ticket in town Jay Leno is performing (laughs) Aaron Brockovich is in attendance like the real Aaron Brockovich is there I would love to meet her yeah she's a badass do you see in the movie right I think Internet? So. Okay. Yeah, I think I she's know. great. In the movie, she played oh, the waitress at the diner, and her name tag says Julia. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that That's a fun fact? kind of cute. <laughs> Hollywood cuteness. Oh my God. <laughs> and so we learned, like, Tom had a lot of power. There's a story about he would literally, like, wag his finger, and, like, some powerful judge would come running over. Like, judges. Like, he's a lawyer, and he can just summon with a finger a fucking judge. Yeah, and, we, and someone says... He was the man that people went to who wanted to get appointed to the bench and become judges. He was the person that people who wanted to run for public office would go and meet and talk to. 
you want to become a judge, be friends with Tom. You want to run for office, be friends with Tom. He also gives like a ton of money to California politicians. The guy's pretty powerful. I gotta say, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, is on Watch What Happens Live, and he's talking about how like Tom Girardi is like so generous. Gavin Newsom is so fucking handsome. He's handsome. He is so good looking, I cannot breathe. I literally have the note, I cannot breathe. Oh my God. Oh my God. I know. (laughs) It's the hair. He's so tall and slender. I feel like Blanche Devereaux. I'm getting a little warm. (laughs) You need the spray bottle. (laughs) So cut to 2007. One day, Erica Jane wakes up and she's like, Tom, I want to be a pop star and you're going to pay for all of it. And Tom looks at her and says, okay, sure. And the thing is, Tom uh-huh. loved it. She's like hot and sexy and a pop star. Of and he was kind of like, okay. She has a song called I Give Zero Fs. <laughs> zero, 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 done. How many fucks do I give? How many fucks do I give? None, not one. Zero, 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 done. And she's like, none, 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 done. But then, like, so Erica claims that there was no return on investment, which means that, like, he was spending a ton of money for this career, but she wasn't making any money. Exactly. And then she gets cast on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I get these women have, like, their little tagline in the beginning. Hers is, I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. (laughs) And the way she spreads, she's like, and cash. And I'm like... I, why are you saying it like that? And Andy Cohen was like, cut print. It's perfect. Oh, my God. Did you ever oh, see the episode of 30 Rock where Tracy's wife has a reality show? Yes, of course. What? Oh, my God. Her tagline was, it's my way until payday. Yes. <laughs> Which is like, I'm sure someone was like, oh, I, I can't do the one from 30 Rock, right? right? Yeah, because totally. like they would want to use that. And her single, what's called My Single is Dropping. And she went up to Liz and said, as you know, my single, my single is dropping, it's dropping. Liz, my single, my single is dropping, it's dropping. <laughs> yes, yes. And so these sound bites of her, yeah. based on like what we know now, just, you know, being broke sucks and being rich is a whole lot better. And oh it's like, God. also, that's just fucking tacky. I know. Like, I don't care how you got your money. That's fucking rude. Yeah. I know. It's rude. It's really fucking rude. They make these women say the things that, like, you never say. Like, that's what makes the housewives a thing, right? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of it's editing. But yeah. now, like, bring me that argument in the first couple seasons. Totally. Now, these <laughs> yeah. women are saying this shit because yeah. it turns them into a gif and it makes them, quote, famous. Oh, my God. I want to be a gif so bad. <laughs> we can make that happen. Just don't be fucking trash. I, I can, will do I can my give very you in two best. seconds. I'll okay. give you right. I know a guy. Don't worry about it. Don't ask me questions. Like, I'll get you gifts. So you guys, in 2017, Erica Jane gives a tour of her house to a lady named Abby Boudreaux. This is the interview from the beginning. It's yeah, ABC yeah, News. Yes. And basically, like, she takes her. First of all, I'm like, this is the ugliest, tackiest house ever. It is body AF. It's so, it reminds me of the Versace mansion. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just don't like it. Not my type. And I'm like, this house is so ugly. But then she takes us to the closet. It's like a store. It's like yeah. you're walking into a store. And one of these talking heads is like, it made me think that I probably should have gone to law school. I didn't know that you could attain that much wealth by being a trial attorney. It made me feel like I should have gone to law school. I didn't realize you could attain that kind of wealth as a trial attorney. Guess what? You, you can't. can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't. 
so we get we get this woman, Sunny. She's a senior legal analyst for ABC News, and she just basically. I'm obsessed with Sunny, by the way. She's wonderful. You but see she, her on the View from time to time. I'm obsessed. Yeah, she's great, and, but she really is just like, uh, er, just real quick, pull over. Um, so this is supposed to be reality, reality television, but is it really a reality? Are we really seeing what's going on? And they call it a reality show, but yeah. like, is it reality? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not, Sunny. No, 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 it's not. No, because we find out that in 2020, Erica Jane files for divorce, and she's like, that's when the facade started to crumble. Right, and then it's like all of these people telling us that there's a ton of pressure on any housewife franchise, yeah. not just Beverly Hills, that like you have to be the richest and the glamous. And then we get this woman, this clip of some woman who's just like, did you see? And she's pointing to her earrings. Yeah. She's like, $25,000. <laughs> and they're all hysterical laughing. I know. That's rude. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. You can make your money curing all, every incurable disease. Yeah. You can cure it like that and we don't have to get needles or anything right. it's like this painless thing please don't point to your earrings and say 25 grand and start <laughs> laughing it's rude I know it is I mean maybe you could if you cured every disease the yeah. thing is what they're telling us in this whole section is that like it's not real like these women aren't actually that rich right. it's like for example you know I might be launching like a shoe line and I was going to do a $10,000 party but now that I know it's on TV I'm like uh oh I better make it a $100,000 party because I don't want to look like my shoe isn't great. These women are living and spending way beyond their means. But where does any of that money come from? Kelsey Grammer. Uh-huh. <laughs> For all of them? Like, I what know. about, the, there's like Utah housewives now? Like, where are they getting all their money? Kelsey well, Grammer's not footing the bill for all these ladies. We learned that, like, they're all fucking scheming and getting arrested. Like, one of the housewives was running a fake telemarketing scheme. I was like, wait, I what? Know. They're, like, running MLMs and Herbalife out of their fucking gaudy basements in their McMansions? Like, what is going on? Countess Luann kicked a cop car. Like, she kicked a police. She, like, I don't understand. Like, the privilege of it all is so disgusting. Jen from Utah is accused of a telemarketing scheme. Like, what are these words? Jen from Utah? Should I know who that is? And the thing is, people love it because it's all on the show. Yeah. So it's just this really, it's just tacky. I'm sorry. It's so tacky. If my life were different, I would really be into it. It's why I liked the gifting tables. I know. know? And again, like I said earlier, if if it's just like, it's so easy to watch and it makes me feel better. And it's just like, look at the, it's like a spectacle. That's fine. But I urge you after you listen to this, just like take a beat and Uh maybe think about it next time you want to watch it. But they also, if you're listening to this, they also love true crime documentaries, which are valuable. Yes. (laughs) Right. So all of the lawyers that are here that are talking heads are talking about how like Tom Girardi was their hero and all of a sudden now he's appearing on the fucking Housewives talking about how fucking rich he is. Right. That's, I think, crossing the line in what we do. We represent people who are victimized by big corporations and, and, and rich people. And here you're putting that out that you're super wealthy. It's a bad look for any lawyer, but especially when you make your name helping the quote little guy. Right. Like to talk about their million dollar paintings and their two planes. They have two planes. Two planes. One goes international. Like, and the they're just like, I mean, poor taste doesn't even begin to describe how, like, you just shouldn't do that. I guess if you're a corporate lawyer or if you're just someone who's like, I make a lot of money doing this, it's different. Yeah. Not when you represent, like, the little people. Right, because somebody's like- Which I like, hate that term, by the way. One of the other lawyers is like, he's acting as though he's the man. And that you're basically the man. We sue the man. You don't want to be the man. And he's showing people that he's the man. 
You right. don't want to like look like you are the man, right? You know, like corporate, like watch right. School of Rock. That's the man. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> for reference, for a musical theater reference, if don't. that helps you talk about the man a lot in School of Rock. Rant and rave and scream and shout, get all of your aggression out. They try to stop you, let them know exactly where they all can go and do it just as loudly as you can. Stick it to the man. So now we meet this woman, Kim Archie, and she's a former legal consultant at Tom's law firm, The Music Changes. And I'm like, Kim, what do you know? When your money comes from people who had cancer and burns and had great suffering, you know, there's a little bit amount of decorum that you think you'd want to have in the way you display the wealth. Yeah, because she's the one who's here to tell us that, like, girl, all of that money, mm-hmm. that came from cancer survivors or people who died from oh cancer. God, you know oh what I mean? God. Like, fucking get your shit together. So we're now we meet a guy, like a young guy named Joe, and we, he's described to us as a survivor. And all we're seeing is, like, the photos of him when he was in the hospital, oh and we don't know what he survived yet. And he just looks, his body is broken. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's like, I don't even really remember the first time I met Tom Gerard. Like he was in the room being like, we're going to take care of this for you, like, I just woke up from a coma. Yeah. From like a really traumatic experience, which we're going to learn about now. The story about what happens to him takes place on September 9th, 2010. And we meet Joe's sister, Jamie, and his mom, Kathy. And we learn like that day was the opening day of the NFL, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have in my notes, Joe's watching sports ball with his girlfriend. Yeah. I don't really get it. So they're sitting like the idea was for them to be home, like watching the game. And Joe is telling us that like. And then out of nowhere. The ground just starts rapidly shaking, and it sounds like there's a jet engine right out front. That went on for about three seconds, and then just boom. It's like hell opened yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, his entire house is completely like engulfed in flames with him and his girlfriend in it. Yeah, this is absolutely terrifying. So what happened is a gas line erupted. Yeah. Which is like, you're sitting at home. It feels like a freak accident, but right. it's the scariest thing you can imagine where it's like, everything's fine. And then there's just a gigantic explosion. And we learned that like Joe ended up getting burns over 80% of his body. Imagine like you are just suddenly trapped in a fucking burning house. I that's know. like engulfed. And we see the news footage of this. It is just like, it looks like one of those California wildfires. Yeah, and Joe is just one of many victims here, but his story is like, the Tom stuff is just so horrible. And we meet his doctor. His doctor is like, Joe was like inside an oven. Not only was the external part of his skin burned, but the air he was inhaling was burning his lungs. He's like burning from the inside and the outside. I know. And then on top of that, Joe's girlfriend ends up dying in this horrible tragedy. And they don't find her body for days. They I find know. her body in the neighbor's shed. Whatever happened, she got out of the house and I, oh, it's fucking right. terrible. So remember Kim, former employee of yeah. Tom's, right? <laughs> this guy, Joe, Kim is Joe's mom's childhood friend from when they were three. Like, they're actual blood sisters. And Remember like, blood sisters? Yeah, they, they they tell us later that they did an actual blood ceremony. Don't do that. Not safe, you guys. Yeah, not I, safe. I, I strongly recommend not doing the blood sister brother thing. Yeah. But, like, they were best friends from the time they were three, and they are still best friends. Yeah, they got pregnant around the same time. Yeah. 48 years of friendship. I mean, this is super, super personal for all of them. She does say 48 years of friendship, and we've never said an unkind word to each other. I don't have friends like that, girl. Yeah, but don't, like... <laughs> Be mean for the sake of being mean. No, but it's just like never an unkind word. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Do you have, like, you and Ashley, have you ever said anything mean to Ashley? No. Never? I mean, jokingly, like, night, no, I don't really, I don't really do that. Oh, I am a different kind of person. But, like, we don't do that to each other. Like, have you ever said a mean thing to me? Um, no. No, no, I guess See? not. 
I'm just thinking about my other friends, and I certainly have. The defense rests. <laughs> so Kathy, who is Joe's mom, is telling us, like, Kim showed up. She took care of everything so I could just focus on my son. You right. know, because this guy, Tom Girardi, the Aaron Brockovich guy, like, he's the biggest lawyer. He always wins settlements. We're going to learn that the company at fault here is PSENG. That's the Aaron Brockovich bad yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. too. I know. He's fought them and won. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he knows how to do this. And so Kim was right. Like, he's the guy for this. So she yeah. sets up this meeting. And this meeting is also the first time Kim meets Tom, too. Right. So, you know, Joe's family decided to work with Tom. It was a pretty easy decision for them. But you know what? Joe's sister is here to say, like, we thought he could win it for us. We were confident about that. We just didn't know how much of a snake he was going to be along the way. We just didn't know how much of a snake he'd be along the way. Holy shit. I know. And then, so a year and a half into working on the case with the family, Tom decides, I want to work with you, Kim. I want to hire Kim the friend. Yes. And so she joins the firm. She works there for seven years. And she's like, he really took me under his wing. I learned a lot working there. Yeah. And you would think a year and a half this case would be decided. It's not. Like, she goes to work for him full time while the the proceedings with, with Joe's case is still happening. The amount of medical bills that Joe... Yes. Is going to have for this. Yes. Joe's not greedy. Like, it's not, it's Joe needs this money to survive. And because he probably won't be able to work. Like, you know what yes. I mean? Like, they need this to money. To survive yeah. in every sense of the term. And so, the like, everyone, everyone's like, here's the thing. We found out it was negligence on the part of PSEG, which, like, they didn't learn from <laughs> yeah. Aaron Brockovich. Like, right. PSEG, get your shit together. Can you stop oh killing people God. real quick? Oh, please? my God. Like, a faulty gaslight. That's so scary. That ripped through a house. Oh, my God. And, like, multiple, ha- like, yeah. so many people were involved in this. It's so scary. And then one day, Kathy, the mom, Joe's mom, shows up in his office for, like, an update. He's like, oh, guess what, girl? I settled your case. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, can you imagine? And so, at first, I'm sure they're like, Great. Like, right. awesome. Like, what does that mean? He didn't tell them the amount. Or, like, get any sort of, like, are you okay with this from them? Right. So here's how this all works, right? Yeah. After a, a trial, or it can be just a settlement, your money goes into your trust account. Those funds need to be held in that trust account, separate and apart from the law firm. Now, at that point in time, you're entitled to your legal fees, but the rest of the money belongs to the client. You're not allowed to touch that money. It's not your money. And we get all 10 of our lawyers explaining to us how important it is that the lawyers don't touch that money. You will be disbarred immediately. Sonny's like every lawyer knows. You touch that money, you get disbarred. And so we get every lawyer in this to tell us. Like, Chris, everyone's like, we cannot stress how big of a deal this is. And everyone knows. And so they don't tell us how much the settlement is, but Joe says to us. The number of the settlement that Tom got, yeah, I was okay with that number. Yeah, to put it simply, yeah, it was was, a... yeah, it was a good amount. It was a good amount, and it and made me feel comfortable. So made me feel like it would be able to cover any issues in life and then some. He feels like, okay, like my life is completely permanently altered. Right. But like, this is the money I have coming to me. It's a good amount. I'm comfortable with sure. it. Sure. And so Kathy, Joe's mom, says, so Tom, the lawyer, is like, it's going to take a few months. I'm going to get the money to you. It's coming. And then in the meantime, he's like, well, actually, instead of me giving you the money, how about I just manage that money for you? I'll invest it. We see the paperwork that says a guaranteed 6% interest and that there is literally no risk of loss and that the law firm, Tom's law firm, guarantees there will be no loss. Like, if you're Joe's family, this is win, win, win. And we're talking about millions of dollars here. Like, my guess is uh, around $15 to $20 million. 
dollars. I, I would I would agree. Yeah. And so they they're like, this is Tom Girardi, like right. he, Aaron Brockovich guy. Right. He has eighty million dollars. Look at the music videos he's making Just, for his wife. Like we totally trust this guy. The mean guy from ET played him in the movie where he was really nice. I know, and Julian can't even talk about ET. It makes him <laughs> sad. He's so cute. Don't hurt him. They were gonna kill ET. I know. The scene where he surrounds himself with the stuffed animal so he'll blend in. I can't. Handle it. It's like so pure and so sad at the same time. I know, I know. Oh my God. I can't believe I had therapy yesterday. (laughs) What am I going to do for a week? Um, (laughs) Get an emergency sash. Try about ET to my husband and my dog. Great. You know, the case is settled in 2013, but immediately nothing makes sense. Right. And the whole thing is that, like, rather than getting this lump sum, Tom, the lawyer, now is going to be doling out the money. So it's like he's managing the money and he'll be sending the money to the family and like that that's where every lawyer here is like no 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 you get disbarred for that and shit and the thing that he did is take it out of that official lawyer account right so now everyone's like oh the family must have it because right. it's not in the bank account it's in a separate like secret account totally. that the family's trusting and like we're hearing from the family the amounts would never be accurate when he would be like supposedly paying them out yeah no statements no paperwork like the payments wouldn't be coming through he'd always be impossible to get on the phone oh these things happen oh next week oh this oh that and then we start hearing these like really alarming voicemails from him. Which I'm so glad they kept. I know. (laughs) I've never believed in a case more and I've never liked a family more than you guys. I mean that. Okay. um, I'll try and reach you over the weekend. For the lawyer to call and be so overly nice and yeah. like you know I'm, I'm a really good guy I promise oh and like please don't be mad at yeah. me and I've never rooted for a family more than you like yeah. totally over the top and also weirdly constantly making it about himself please yeah. don't be mad at me and meanwhile like they can't get their money but they're watching Erica Jane on the housewives like you, can you stand it I know dripping in her diamonds I can't like <laughs> 25 grand like what <laughs> two planes <I> know. <laughs> this guy can't go to the doctor and this bitch has two planes so remember while this is happening and there's weirdness with the money, Kim, Kathy's best friend, is working for the guy. Right. So, like, they're saying they talk every day. They're trying to figure it out. And Kim is saying, like, we didn't want to push him too hard because we were scared. Like, we didn't know what would happen. Because they need the money. It's life-changing money, especially with these medical bills. That's yeah. what I keep going back to. And then we sort of take a left turn. And we meet a woman named Josie Hernandez. Oh, and she's another <laughs> This woman, like, these assholes, what they I did know. to these people. I know. And she is telling... In uh, 2010, I seeked out a doctor. I have three kids, and as most women do when they have kids, they have incontinence issues. So I, I talked to my doctor about it. He said, oh, you know, we have this sling. We're going to, it's so super safe. Implant it, you'll be good. So yeah. she was trying to get this, I think what she thought was like a fairly simple procedure yes. just to help out. And so... The first one doesn't take. And so the doctor tries to fix it and makes it worse. And because she just it, keeps having more and more surgery. She's like, the doctor's like, oh, the first sling I put in your butt. Let's just do another one. And she's like, okay, but you, like, these know. people, like, you trust the doctor. Of course. You and know? you trust like, the lawyer, of course. Right. And so she decides to sue the manufacturers of this implant, not yeah. the doctor, like right. the people who make the thing. Maybe that sue he the was doctor too, though. Also, like, yeah. I, but I'm sure she she was like, where do I get the most? Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you sue the big company, yeah. that's what Tom does. Right. Right? <laughs> so she works with Tom Girardi on this. And by 2014, he settles her case for $135,000. Yes. Which is 
Amazing, right? Yeah. And remember, 2014 is when this started. By 2019, she like still doesn't have any money. That's five fucking years of like calling every two days being like, girl, where's my money? Right. So meanwhile, then we just cut back to Erica Jane. Yeah. While Josie is waiting for her money for five years, yeah. Erica Jane has booked Housewives yes. and is pulling a bunch <laughs> of bullshit on a weekly basis. Yeah. And she's, you know, the, this closet and Bali and the planes. And then like, I just think that's great editing because we get like Josie. Totally. Then we get Erica Jane and then we're back with Joe and Dr. Michael. Yes. Yeah, so put a pin in Josie. We're coming back to her. We're with Joe, the burn victim. He's with his doctor, like, in the doctor's office, and he's just talking about the surgery. 30 surgeries he's had so far. He's got, like, five or six on the back burner. Like, surgery is going to be a part of his life forever. And, like, you got to pay for that. And so Joe's calling Tom saying exactly that. Whenever I would complain to him about, you know, hey, Tom, you said you were going to pay me on this day, and it's been three weeks. What's going on? He would call me back and be like, oh, are you mad at me? He would butter me up. You know what, Joe? You're a bitchin' guy. That's something he would say a lot. You're a bitchin' guy, baby. What is it with straight men who say baby? I don't know. I, Sometimes, like, I guess it'll be fine, but, yeah, like, <laughs> not when you owe me millions of dollars o- over these years. And then and then Tom would be like, Joe, don't be mad at me. Come on, don't be mad at me, baby. You're a bitchin' guy. And I'm like, what? Who talks like I know, that? I know. I had a boss when I worked at Capitol Grill. He was just, like, a hot, douchey, straight guy. Oh and he would call me babe. Hey, babe. It was really That's hot. Weird. I don't like that. I, know, I, I don't like it. so much. <laughs> I really don't like it. The first time he did it, it caught me so off guard. I got like hot flashes. Okay. Well, you and I react differently sometimes to things. (laughs) So, so Tom. (laughs) You would not have liked this guy. No, No, you would not have liked him. (laughs) I already know. And he wouldn't like me. No, I think he actually really would have liked Because no, you're the kind of woman that, like, he would love to love him that never would. But then he would give me shit for not loving him. Uh-huh. I've been through this. I don't have the time. Leave me alone if I don't like you. It's very simple. So, so Joe would be like, hey, Tom, I need money for yet another surgery. And Tom would be like, Joe, you're such a bitchin' guy, baby. I wish I could help you. But I, it's all about this Justice Pinelli guy. Oh, I want to give you all this money, but yeah. he's telling me I can't do it. And the reason it's just because we care so much, Joe. Yeah, you bitchin' guy. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. We just care so much, but it's not me. It's Justice Pinelli. It's right. And so we learned that this Justice Pinelli was, a, he was like a California Supreme Court justice who retired and then became like a private judge or whatever. So he was the mediator between PSENG and Joe's family. So he's the guy, according to Tom the lawyer, he's the guy holding the purse strings, basically. Right. And But then we get like official documents that say Justice Pinelli had no involvement after Tom moved the money from like the official account to the secret interest account. Yeah. Like once the settlement is signed, he's on to the next thing. He's a busy guy. Of course. And also like we've learned how illegal would like you think Pinelli would be like, oh, I think that's a great idea. You should take the fucking client's money and manage it for them. Right. And then and then you pay them out personally. Like no. No. No, Don't talk about Justice Pinelli like he'd be okay with that. And and Tom would also treat Joe like he's a kid, which he very much wasn't like Tom sucks. Right. (laughs) Except for that one time he did that good thing with Aaron Brockovich. Again If not for Aaron, we wouldn't be here. Joe didn't. Tom didn't do it. Aaron figured it out. That's true. She did it. Yeah. And no one believed her for a very long time. Those were my hours away from my kids. I love that movie so much. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll watch that later. (laughs) They're called boobs, Ed. (laughs) Oh, she's like, oh, I think we got off on the wrong foot. She's like, that's all you got, lady. Two wrong feet and fucking ugly shoes. (laughs) 
Julia Roberts really is a national treasure. Well, she's not garbage, is she? I don't think so. <laughs> and remember, we're saying this July 2020. <laughs> so if she becomes trash next year, yes, know that yes. podcasts live in a vacuum. Yes, like with tubes. We didn't know. And now no. we know about tubes. But we didn't at the time. Remember it happened before. When Jeffrey Tubin pulled his penis out in a meeting. Like the worst. Dude, don't do that. I Even know. if you didn't think anyone was looking. I know. Especially don't do Keep that. Keep your penis in your pants at work is what I'm saying. I mean, really, we don't ask for much on this podcast. <laughs> So in the middle of all of this stuff with Joe and Tom and yeah. Josie, so Kim, the friend yes. the, who now works for Tom, in the middle of oh, all of God. this. Pull over. In the middle of all of it. Yeah. Her son, Paul, dies in a motorcycle accident. Yeah. It's really fucking terrible. And she decides that she's going to sue whoever. We don't get the details, but she is going to file a wrongful death lawsuit. And she's like, Kathy and I talked about, you know, maybe it's a good idea for me to take it to another attorney so that it doesn't add any more complications because what if we need to make a demand for Joe's money? So I went and met with other lawyers, but people didn't want to do my son's case because they didn't want to step on Tom Girardi's toes. She had to do something for her son. She's kind of forced to work with Tom, even though she really doesn't want to. Right. So Kim files this lawsuit with Tom Girardi. Then we're at January 2017, and the checks to Joe, the burn victim, they just stop coming. And then Kim goes on this thing about, like, who do we call? Who do we call to report Tom? He knows everybody. Like, we can't call the DA. That's Tom's friends. We can't go to the chief of police. That's Tom's friend. You can't go to the California attorney general. That's Tom's friend. You can't go to the California bar. That's Tom's friends. Like, who are we going to call? Like, Ghostbusters? Who are we supposed to call? Like, Ghostbusters? Right. (laughs) And I'm like, I like that Kim still has jokes. I I appreciate that. Kim, thank you for your honesty and your levity in this moment. So remember Josie, the one that had the two slings, like, and she's suing the the manufacturer. We're back with her. been five years since she's had any of any amount of her settlement given to her. Five fucking years, and we we hear phone messages from Tom to her as well. I don't want you mad at me. I'm working like a dog to try and get this thing resolved. I'm sorry. Don't be mad at me. I'm a good guy, by the way. Goodbye. I don't want you to be mad at me. Yeah. I'm working like a dog. And then before he hangs up, he goes, I'm the good guy, by the way. Okay, bye. <laughs> Click. I'm the good. If you have to tell someone you're the good guy, by yeah, the way. <laughs> Tom. So, you guys, it's election day 2020. The I most mean, important day in the history of humanity. Yes. Also, also, the day that Erica Jane files for divorce. So, <laughs> And yes. everyone's losing their mind. But, like, were they? Like, it was election day. And so, you know this from the West Wing. Yeah. I have in my notes. It's like the ultimate to take out the trash day. Yes. Like, they announce a divorce on election day. Who cares? I know. But you know what? That was a rough day for me and for a lot of people. I really would have loved a distraction. I wish I cared and then I could have followed that story all day long. I know, but I was like, I need a distraction. Let me go on politics Twitter. Let me go (laughs) on... How's Kornacki? Is Kornacki cam up? Kornacki didn't sleep for three days. I know. And then when he wouldn't be on for an hour, I'd be like, what the fuck, Kornacki? But knowing, like, you need to just rest your eyes for a little bit. You guys, Steve Kornacki is the guy who works at MSN and he's the one who knows all the counties. The khakis. Yeah. The Kornacki khakis. Totally. Steve Kornacki was wearing the same clothes three days in a row. That poor guy. I know. I know. Sleeping on a cot and I'm like, where the hell is Kornacki? Get him out here. I don't trust anybody but Kornacki. <laughs> so we're back with Kim. Remember, Kim works for Tom and Kim is Kathy's best friend. Now, to remind you, Kim has her own lawsuit working with Tom for her son who died in the motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the shenanigans going on with Joe, the burn victim. Right. And Kim's really involved in that too. And she she, 
my heart grew two sizes when she was talking about this. This is incredible. Because she's saying, like, look, we knew when Erica left him that there was no money and everything was going down. We had to get out of there. We couldn't wait for Paul's case to be done anymore. We had, Paul is dead. Joe is still alive. So we had to pick Joe. He had to be the priority again because he's the one still here. He's alive. My son is dead. We've got to fucking make sure no matter what happens here that Joe gets his money. I mean, like. It's amazing. That's a 48-year friendship. Yeah. uh, You know? Totally. Like, it's just for her to say, like, he needs medical. He needs to pay his bills. Like, we got to do. I I mean, we got to do something here. Focus all the energy here. And so they find a lawyer who's willing to actually help both families. So they take him to court and Girardi agrees to pay $12 million to the family. We don't know what the original settlement was. He's agreeing to to pay $12 million. And he signs the papers. Like, it's official. He's going to pay $1 million up front, and then a few months later, he's going to pay the rest or whatever. Or he's going to pay it in installments. The family never gets another installment. Yeah, he made the first one, $1 million, and yeah. then they say he never made it to the second payment. But they haul his ass into court virtually, because it's 2020. Right, so he's being deposed now. Whoever's running this, by the way, doesn't yeah. get a single name right. We are on the record to begin the deposition of Thomas Gerardi in the matter of Joseph Rio Gomez et al. versus Thomas Gerardi et al. He doesn't even get Girardi. Tom's name right. And Joe, like, Joe is a victim who's totally. been through some trauma. And he, get his fucking name I, right. Ask a question. Ask a question. But what they tell us is that that settlement has now been turned into a judgment. And the judgment is enforceable legally in a way that a settlement isn't. So they depose him. And I just went, oh, I love a good deposition. So Tom Girardi says yeah. on the record. The tea is scalding, you guys. The tea is scalding. Scalding. Be careful. Watch your hands. You're going to burn. At one point. I had about 80 million or 50 million in cash. That's all gone. I also had a stock portfolio of about 50 million, and that's all gone. All of his money's gone. Yes. He had $80 million. Yeah. He wants to specify like 50 in cash. Oh $50 million dollars in cash? I don't even know. I can't even. That sounds fake. Like, how is that possible? I know. But it's gone now. And he, $50 million in stocks, also gone. Like, yeah. he is baroque. And, and he's Sonny, the first person to tell you. Totally. And Sonny, my best friend, is like, girl, where'd that money where go? go? <laughs> so then we meet this guy, Judge Durkin, who finally, like, wants to do something about Tom. Right. So he finds Tom in contempt. He freezes all of Tom's bank oh accounts, God. the firm's accounts. He sends the case to federal prosecutors. Like, Tom could go to prison for this. Sunny is here. It's Sunny again. She's like, I was a federal prosecutor. The last thing you want is a referral to the U.S. Attorney's Office. As an attorney, it is doomsday for you. It means that you are likely going to be investigated. It's doomsday for it's you. It's doomsday. Because now he's being investigated, right? And yeah. so they find out that he took at least $20 million from the yes. firm that was supposed to go to victims and survivors and put it into Erica Jane's entertainment company called EJ Global LLC. And remember, they're getting a divorce now. She's filing for divorce. And it's the whole thing of like, is it real? Is it not real? Did she know? Did she not know? She's saying she didn't know anything about his Bullshit. finances. And she's all over. His, like, he has several different companies. She's listed as the secretary. Not like the second, like, hello, not like, like president, (laughs) vice president, secretary, like high up. And everyone's like, no one's going to believe this. Like, yeah, her name's, yeah, her name's all over the paperwork. Like she's running shit. Meanwhile, there are endless episodes on Bravo about how she's not. But then, you know, towards the end, we learn that like, they want to bring this guy, Tom, back into court. But like, all of a sudden he's under a conservatorship. His defense attorney suggested that he might've been mentally incompetent. And that kind of hints at the defense we've seen developing over the course of the last few months. 
There is a psychiatrist in Los Angeles who has diagnosed him with Alzheimer's. It's like when you see Harvey Weinstein or all these people, like uh-huh. Robert Durst, suddenly they're blind. They can't see to like garner some kind of sympathy. Yeah. And that's what he's using. And the thing is, none of the, because they're all lawyers, they yeah. really want to watch what they say so they yeah. don't get sued. <laughs> no one wants to actually call him a liar. Right. But so many of these lawyers are like, I can't comment on whether or not he's actually suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's or some form of diminished capacity. I, I just think that it's strange that, that months earlier he was speaking at public events. I'm not saying he doesn't have dementia, <laughs> right? but it doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. seem 100% that he does. And again, that's just my opinion. <laughs> Don't sue me. But we learned that like the court forces him into involuntary bankruptcy. They're seizing all of his assets and they say they are liquidating his assets to pay back his creditors. To which I said, can we pay the fucking families I before know. we pay Visa and MasterCard? Are you serious? Like Amex is I really know. worried? I know, I know. We also do learn that because for Joe, the burn victim, because it went from a settlement to a judgment, he's one of the first people to get paid. Right, right. Which is great. Like but- they get their money, but what about everybody else. Totally. So, like, the California State Bar files charges against him. They say he's currently ineligible to practice law in the state of California. The bar is is pursuing disbarment. And it, it ends, I feel like I'm at the point where I'm like, this ends 18 times. I know, we're here again. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we, we learned that Tom and Erica Jane still have to go to divorce court. Remember how they didn't have a prenup? Now she's the one with more money. <laughs> right, because, of, right. Which because is like... she fucking, like, according to Heather McDonald, like, Erica Jane, like, took all the shit from her closet and buried it in the woods somewhere right because because where is it all right. <laughs> like again like like where is all the chanel i know like literally the purses and the bracelets where are they all like the closet's empty now right. where is it all i love the idea of erica jane with like a shovel like in the middle of the woods in the middle like burying that shit under right. a tree in, the, in heels <laughs> but now let's make that music video right that would definitely play in a loop in fire Just, island or any yeah. of the hell's kitchen like game booty bars. shorts and heels that's really all i want to see <laughs> And Erica's defense is like, um, excuse me, those are gifts, so it's separate property, okay? I could bury my Chanel wherever the hell I want. Sunny goes, I'm not sure that that, as a legal proposition, wins the day. I don't think that argument's going to win the day. Because she is still, to this day, on the show. Right. So, now- Do they get paid for that? They must. Yeah. If she has more money than he does, yeah. But also, there was no return on investment. Erica, stars full of holes. I think it's all in handbags and gowns and purses. Totally. You know what I mean. And the thing is, Sunny. I think it's Sunny who's like, I'm just, I'm not. This isn't like advice or anything. Yeah. Tr- <laughs> but if I were a lawyer, yeah, I would transcribe every goddamn word that comes out of her mouth because it's all yeah. on record. Totally. Where's the Chanel? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Where and that gaudy gold jewelry. I don't I care that it's twenty five grand. It's heinous looking. You couldn't pay me twenty five grand to put that shit on my no. neck. Absolutely not. That heavy gold, disgusting. Go down to Eighth Avenue and get some character jewelry or whatever. <laughs> You guys, we did. What is this? The housewife and the hustler? Yeah. You guys, we did it. How do you feel? I feel like confused. I know. It's made me want to watch Housewives more than I've ever wanted to watch it in my life. I mean, at one point someone's like, well, we just love the demise. And I'm like, no, we want accountability. It's not like no one's watching the Housewives to see Erica Jane fall from grace. They want to see the plane. Like, we just want accountability sometimes, Uh, people. (laughs) I just, if you like this... I just ask, just think about it. Okay. 
you know? Right, yeah. Knowing you guys, what you know now. Speaking of thinking about things, I would love it if you would think about coming to see us live in Boston. How was that transition? What'd you then think? And do it. Yeah, think just, about it and then say, you know what I want to do? Go see them live in Boston. I think it'll be fun. July 31st, the Wilbur Theater. Uh, we're doing The Disappearance of Maura Murray with Lancey and Timmy and Maggie. Yes. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in rare form. My family is coming. Oh, wow. Because, I know. So, so it's Boston, <laughs> the yeah. Wilbur, yeah. your family, the first live show back, and Lancey and Timmy yeah, and Maggie. Yeah, Lancey and Maggie. My sister and her two kids are coming. It's going to be banana pants. Your gonna, kids allowed? Yeah. Woo! They're allowed for them. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to watch my language, so I no, don't hear please. it. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, also, the DC show, girl, tell them. Yeah, the DC show is with Rabia and Susan. Yes. We're covering the case against Adnan Syed. So that's September 17th at the Capitol Turnaround. And so if you had tickets, you yes. do nothing but show up. Set an alarm because it's yes. a totally different date than last year. Totally. September 17th. <laughs> and then the show is sold out. But check and see. There might be tickets for people who had the tickets and don't and can't And go. can't make it anymore. Yeah. Also, join us on Patreon. Over 250 full bonus episodes to download and binge right the second. Yeah. What are we doing next? We are doing, it's a 2020 episode. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited to do this. It's called One Last Chance, The Trial of Scott Peterson, or let's cover the Lacey Peterson case. Right, so, say her right. Name. oh my God. We did a whole Scott Lacey Peterson thing on the Patreon like forever ago that was very slanted to Scott might be innocent. Yeah. And so this is a much more, like I watched it from beginning to end. I was okay. totally obsessed with it. Okay. It's a much more full picture. I still have a lot of questions. Okay. And we've never covered a Lacey Peterson thing on the regular feed, so I'm very excited. Yeah, and this is very heavily requested saying like, yeah. To us, like, come on, ladies, let's see another side of it. Which you know, I've been screaming about yeah. one in the middle of it. I was like, this is way too biased. Let's let's find another one one day. And guess what? That day. Has yes, arrived. but they, they definitely explore the idea that he might be innocent. So or okay. or and also, if you remember, that the jury was biased or that there was like jury right. misconduct. So there's a lot right. to break down. Uh, so stay tuned for the trailer for that. Then after that, you got our hilarious outtakes, and that's it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I just, I just. Bravo, 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 bravo. I still have more to say, but the episode's over. So okay. I'll see you on Instagram Live to totally. discuss it more oh Tuesday. Ladies lunch, 12 noon Eastern time. See you there. We love you guys. <laughs> we love you. Bye, guys. Bye. It's either someone actively framed Scott Peterson after kidnapping his eight-month pregnant wife, or he did it. That's it. But now, after 18 years, his sister-in-law doesn't just think he's innocent. She says she can prove it. We made the decision to, to record some phone calls with Scott. That's something that you want to say. There really was nothing we, we shied away from talking about in those conversations. Just how frustrated I've been when people say that I was the last one to see Lacey that day. Scott told me he was not married. We did have a romantic relationship. As soon as Amber Fry showed up, people were like, he's guilty. He is guilty. He's guilty! Scott Peterson has been found guilty of first-degree murder. Scott Peterson is where he deserves to be. You can't just pick Scott as the default because you don't know what else it could have been. It's Scott Peterson's voice, and he tells his story. I didn't know anything about I, the Beverly Hills of it all. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But also, it's just kind of amazing that like two housewives came from the same strip club. Is I, it? Kind of, <laughs> Denise Richards? Did, like, Denise was like strict eye contact. But Denise Richards was like famous. I know. She was really famous. Like Lisa Rinna was famous. Yeah, I know. I don't understand. Like, I'm just so confused. Anyway. 
It's fucking chaos down here, Tom, and you caused it. <laughs> baby. Ba- <laughs> You're a bitching guy, baby. Yeah. Rachel Maddow would hate us. <laughs> I think she, at one point she'd be like, I used to get, like, exactly what I'm saying about the house. But, like, I used to get a kick out of them. I could understand it until... <laughs> I want Rachel Maddow to be my friend. Chicago, (laughs) stop doing stunt casting. The show stands on its own. Stop. You don't have to do that. I love Chicago. Between the plane crash and E.T., like, I am really emergency sesh coming your way. Lisa, I hope you're ready. When that happened, you see the other housewives, their eyes just pop out. Like, they don't know. Andy Cohen's going to be so mad. And do what? (laughs) 